Yeah, it's our Tech Conversations, 27 minutes it is after 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, joining us in our Tech Conversations, uh, FinTech Startup, and also, I guess, an entity here that uh, incubates many FinTech Startups, uh, many of which were founded during the pandemic. And uh, a virtual demo day was held recently, um, where all of them had 10 minutes each to convince a panel of judges that they should remain part of the next phase of the Alpha Code Incubate program. Now, five of the eight startups which completed a three-month program were selected to receive a 500,000 half a million grant in funding and an additional six months of mentorship and expert execution support. Joining us to tell us a bit more firstly about the program and also uh, uh, out at Alpha Code, Head of Operations, is Amina Patterson and uh, also going to be joined shortly by Snobila Mashalaba as well, who's uh, the Chief Operations Officer of one of these uh, uh, fintech startups called Sizanani, which is a Stockfell management platform. Amina, let me start off with you. Welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Ayabonga. Thank you so much for having me on your show and good evening to your listeners as well. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to check in with uh, you folk out at Alpha Code. Just for the benefit of some of our listeners who don't know what Alpha Code does, let's maybe start off there and then we'll talk through uh, what expert execution is, what goes into the mentorship, and of course some of the support you provide to these startups. Sure, not a problem. So Alpha Code really identifies uh, partners and grows, you know, these brilliant entrepreneurs who have, um, you know, problems that they want to solve for in our society and also within the private sector, but are using technology to enable their solutions so that they can achieve scale in the long term. And of course, you you provide all manner of support, and maybe just for the benefit of some of our listeners who might know of the entities you've incubated in the past, but might not have known, you know, that uh, came out of uh, the Alpha Code system. Who are some of the successful startups now who've managed to raise? successive amounts of money, scale their operations uh, that have come through your program? Um, so we've had OI um, uh, help, help, but they were providing um, a savings wallet really for healthcare. So if you wanted to, you know, purchase, um, uh, I would say, for your grand, you know, who's in the rural areas, um, mm. the ability to, to transact with doctors or with pharmacies, um, you, could, you could leverage their cards. Um, in actual fact, Sinobile, um, uh, who's currently on this cohort, uh, ran a previous business called um, Nisa, and they've also founded another business called Lipa Payments, which also just recently raised, um, you know, I think uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, a cube, but about 10 million rand. Um, so we've, we've had a few. There's part of Alpha Code historically also been Luno, as everyone knows, is like a, crypt- a cryptocurrency platform. Um, which we exited um, over the last year. Um, there's been Prodigy Finance. Um, yeah, the list, the list is a level finance. Sure. The list is endless. <laughs> okay. So, Nobina, let me bring you in. Um, yes. I mean, you... I guess I've gone through the system, but uh, firstly, before we get into AlphaCode and we'll come back to, I guess, what the process has involved and the pictures and, you know, the half a million that uh, you've managed to access here. But talk to us about Sizanani, uh, just the genesis of Sizanani. How did it come into being? And more importantly, what does it do? Yeah. So as you mentioned at the beginning of the, of the discussion, Sizanani is a pandemic baby. Um, so for me and my co-founders, we basically cooked up for months. And all of us, you know, had a common vision to really realize a better future for savings groups and stock stocks across the continent. We believe that they're an untapped economic hub um, that could really do, you know, a great service to, to the continent um, financial service um, sector in Spain. 
So we wanted to build uh, a home for them, essentially. And um, we toyed around with the conventional idea of a mobile application or a web app, which is where most startups start. Um, but after doing, you know, some deep, deep searching of, of our, our customer and understanding our customer, we actually stepped away from the idea of a traditional app as our platform and actually built our entire presence currently wholly on WhatsApp. So what Cisanadi is, is a chatbot uh, for savings groups that enables them, after following a few USSD prompts, so press 1, press 2, type this, they can actually access a bank account from which they can deposit and withdraw, and they can do general software administration, like adding members, removing members, and editing member roles, all from WhatsApp. The beauty of this is that WhatsApp is a ubiquitous, the most ubiquitous mobile application in the country. Our users love it. Our users understand it. They use it to organize themselves. And now they can use it to bank themselves as well. So for us, it was a no-brainer. Um, and we've, we've seen a lot of success from how we've used WhatsApp. Just yeah. a small I guess, tidbit on that is that, you know, when we started, when we tried to open a software bank account with one of the major banks in the country, it took us an entire afternoon, three to four hours, mm. um, me and my co-founders as, as administrators. Under 10 minutes, um, our users can essentially access a bank account from which they can start transacting. So for... That's the big value add with Cisanani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I guess at the moment, I mean, how many users have you got on the platform? And uh, in yeah. your view, what, what what is the sort of user volumes that really, I guess, yeah. make sense for it? Because a lot of the stuff, I mean, yeah. really only makes sense if the network effects are right, if um, yeah. enough people are using it, and only then, I guess, can you track and, and, and check some yeah. of the, the data and all of that. For sure, for sure. Um, we're growing quite well, so we've just launched our we launched our alpha product, and and obviously with the additional funding that we got from Alpha Code, we're looking to really ramp up our solution so that it's more scalable. At the moment, we have over 560 users. Um, they've essentially deposited over 230,000 at this point, and we're drawing about 176,000. Um, and I guess to give you a sense, when we started out last year, late last year, we were seeing uh, transaction activity once a month. So once there will be a week in the month where our groups are transacting. Now with the number of groups that we have, which is mm-hmm. over 70, we're seeing uh, transaction activity every week. Um, so every week there's a group depositing or withdrawing, uh, which for us is a signal that our solution is, is you know, gaining more and more traction and trust within the communities that we're in, which is predominantly in the heart of province at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volume, uh, well, transaction sizes. I mean, how, when you say you know you're tracking, yeah. I guess the frequency and when these happen. I mean, wh- what is the size yeah. of some of these transactions? So, on average, uh, a group will transact about five thousand rand um, a okay. month. So, predominantly, the groups that we have are are called credit schemes across the continent. So, what they do is um, they actually pool money together in order to borrow a particular member in the group. So, it's a it's a source or a source of finance for them. Who are traditionally excluded, I guess, from from what you would consider, you know, a credit card or a bank loan. So they're able to crowdsource, you know, five thousand, three thousand for someone who's looking to buy groceries, who's just had a tough month. Um, so they pull money together on the platform, and should there be a, a, a willing borrower among them, then they use the platform to also withdraw some of the money in order to borrow that member at a specified interest rate. And then at the end of the year, we've just had about two groups now that have finished their first full year of Cizanani, um, and they'll have a share out, like most of us do, uh, which, is, which is a grand moment uh, for everyone. And yeah, actually, there is a case study that we're trying to do 
to sort of, you know, document their experiences. All of our groups, almost all of them, have trans- transitioned from a cash-based saving and record, key- record book keeping, um, mm. which, is, which is quite amazing to, to, to note in 2022, um, especially whilst we have like, so many retail banks in the country that a lot of groups are still actually opting to use cash because of the issue of, of accessibility. So yeah. we're, we're going to be documenting what it takes to transition a stock file from you know, the previous age into the new digital age. And it's uh, quite interesting because, I mean, I guess the the other question mark that is of benefit to many of the people who are listening into this, uh, you know, as I bring um, Amina back into the discussion is, Amina, I mean, what, what are the kinds of support that you've learned over the last few years are the support that startups at this stage need to get to the next stage? Where, you know, there might be a multitude of startups who probably don't get to a... Uh, you know, a stage of development where they're able to, one, prepare themselves and maybe launch at a scale that is necessary, get the funding to do so and all of the other support. What, what are you learning in this process? I mean, um, we see the grants you're making, the mentorship. Uh, what are you learning both on the financial and on the non-financial support side that you think uh, might be helpful to share with us? Sure, not a problem. I think, you know, just taking a step back, I think for our country to really thrive economically, we need to stimulate innovation. And innovation is coming from, um, you know, I think both young, younger and older or, or more experienced entrepreneurs or, or aspiring entrepreneurs in, in, our, in our country. But the challenge is that we don't really have a founder-friendly environment to be able to seed these um, ideas at, a, at an early stage. So really what we find entrepreneurs lacking when they have an idea is there's no space to be able to validate their ideas in a way that's not going to cost them a fortune because often, you know, <laughs> I think it's just natural within us. We want to focus on the solution and building mm. up the product without validating whether the problem actually really exists. And so what our program does facilitate is it creates um, a safe operational sandbox in which the entrepreneurs can really validate that they're solving for the right problem so that they can build in a very lean way. They don't build monolithic products. They build based on the information that they're getting from the um, customers along their journey. And mm-hmm. we provide the funding in a, in a very um, founder-friendly way. So what you'll find is a lot of incubators today are taking equity uh, at a very early stage. And I think, you know, within reason, depending on the, the, the quantum of the funding being provided, that's okay. But I think when you still have such early stage ideas, it's best to allow the entrepreneurs to explore. And I think that's exactly what our program does with the guidance of expertise that the mentors from specific industries bring to each of the businesses. Mm, mm. And of course, I mean, I guess there are a lot of partnerships that would uh, underpin that. I mean, um, when you talk about validation, I guess there's subsequently a lot of other stages. um, Deployment sometimes might need a massive corporate partner if it's an insure tech solution that might want a testing ground. Talk to us about that. So that's one of the biggest struggles our entrepreneurs face in the country is that, um, you know, when partnering with corporates, the corporate will 
moved very slowly. And um, it's and I think it's, it's less founder-friendly. So what we've actually mm-hmm. found kills businesses more often than not is we don't have um, many corporates that have sandboxes that are saying, come in, let's test your product in a very um, controlled environment so that we can help you validate. And so this is an area that I'd love to encourage more corporates, if, if anyone is, if anyone who's a decision-maker is listening, to really, mm-hmm. we can help you set up these sandboxes and have access to entrepreneurs because when it's a B2B model, it's very difficult for our entrepreneurs to validate. What's, what's a sandbox, Amina? What's that? Um, so think of it as a way in which um, entrepreneurs can get access to real, real live data or historical uh, anonymized data to basically put into their products um, to help them validate whether these specific models work and whether their businesses are going to be viable. Mm. And that data can come from Customers, so directly, so so Snow Wheeler is able to get this information directly from his customers because he's engaging on the ground with the with the ladies that belong to the stock file. So he's able to get real time data with his existing customers. Whereas if you have a a B two B model, business to business model, you need that information from the corporate environment, and that is incredibly hard to get a hold of if you don't have someone who's willing to provide that and, and, and within a specific period of time it's not forever it's usually mm. you know um, time box um, and it's really to say you need to test these few parameters um, within your business to see if this is going to be a, a, a viable business model that you can take forward so unfortunately in terms of just to give you a sense of how long it takes for startups to get off the ground in South Africa it takes you know eight to ten years for mm. them to get to product market fit and go to the United States, you have that accelerated six six months. Within 24 months, they can be in the market yeah. um, having validated their product. So this is an area that we do need to work on, but we are seeing uh, a lot more appetite coming from sure. from the market. Yeah. Okay. Folks, we're going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. But a uh, big thank you, Snobila and Amina, uh, for your time this evening. And uh, kudos to uh, uh, the team there at Cizanani and, of course, uh, the other startups that uh, have now benefited from that half a million uh, in uh, a grant and also uh, some uh, non-financial support, which uh, one might think, I guess, uh, is also as important. And uh, Amina Patterson's head of operations at Alpha Code and uh, Snobila Q Mashalaba uh, is the chief operations officer out at Cizanani. Thank you to the pair of you for your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We leave it there for tonight. That that was our tech conversation.